All right, Joe, we've been working on this intro for a while. What do you got for me? Okay, check this out. I think you're going to like it. Okay, I can hear a cat, a trumpet, and an elk bugle. Yeah, you got it. Oh, that is like the definition of cacophony. Yeah, it's a little different, but so are we, you know? Ah, oh, yeah, like because typically like we're we're going to talk to people or just ourselves about things that matter and things that don't. Yep, and from those people, we're going to learn life lessons, we're going to contemplate the universe together, and we're going to hit record every time we do. Okay, so if we're going to if we're going to call this our intro, I think the only thing we need to add is maybe just like a little bit of bass. Could you add that, Joe? <laughs> Could I add that? <laughs> Sir, I am your Huckleberry. Yeah. I think that's perfect. Because you have right thoughts that are correct. This this will be one of those times when we're talking to ourselves. <clears throat> yep, welcome, listener. We're going to be it's just Joe and Brian talking on the. Um, hey, you know the fifteenth is coming past, and we were gonna um, if any better names came to us, we were gonna just maybe throw them on the table. But it, has anything come to you, or should we announce it? Oh, nothing's come to me, but mm. I don't know if I'm ready to announce it either. I know. And what I would do is so like, ah, if, let I me just bad. let me just say let me just say um, if we were to announce it right now. Mm-hmm. Here's what I would do. Mm-hmm. I would take the existing logo, which I've shown you, mm-hmm. um, which needs a little tweaking. It's almost perfect. Mm-hmm. I need a little bit more beard and age added to my face. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to put a ball cap on you, I believe, those mm-hmm. sort of things. Yep. But I think if we put the name, at, even as is, you know what I mean? I'd stick that on a... I'd st- with with that logo, I kind of want to like do the coffee thing. And then even either add it if we can, you know what I mean? Or forget that and just we have something for our Facebook page and our Instagram and our, once we start changing names, we'll have like at least a working logo Mm -hmm. that we could just, we could, I have the file right now, we can just upload it. Mm -hmm. So you don't answer, you just think about it and go, man, maybe we do it next time. Because we had this idea of doing other podcasts. Under the right. umbrella, under of, the umbrella of this name that we have, and so this name's gonna stick. We just don't know if it's gonna be the name for this show, the main mothership. Because that that brings me to another thing: is I feel like we haven't talked in like like a while, right? Yeah, we had a and couple in the bank. It's because yeah, we had a couple in the bank, and then we tried to do well. We did. We didn't try. We actually accomplished um, our our brainstorm other channel podcast idea right yeah. mm-hmm. where you and i sat and we watched a movie uh-huh. uh we watched boondock saints yep and we we um told information about the actors you know we just kind of uh an idea to to sit and watch a movie with people yeah uh, through a podcast form and i think that wore me out Whew, i was so tired after it that. was it was like it's not the same as talking to people and so then i've even questioned like is that the only one we're ever going to do I mean, maybe like I, during it, I was like, okay, so what's my goal here? Is, is my goal to um, inform or in, right. or entertain or, or both? both. Yeah. Because I don't have a lot of information on it that you can't easily Google and isn't readily available to every single person in the world. So I was thinking, well, I don't have like behind the scenes info, like yeah. a director's cut, would, yeah. like you could probably see. So I was thinking, well, maybe I'll just react to how I actually react to the movie as each scene is coming on. And then I'm like, well, as I'm, 
as I'm trying to react to that scene, another couple cool, funny scenes have gone by. Right. Right. And I'm like, damn. And then I get discouraged and I just want to watch the movie and I'm like, damn. And then there's, (laughs) there's also like, there's also awkward moments where if you're sitting there in silence with, with a friend, it's cool. Yeah. But when you have to talk through it, it's, it's awkward. Yeah. Um, I wasn't prepared for that awkwardness. Yeah. Neither was I. Uh And, and so, so there were some of those things that, that I think we could work through. So here's the deal. For anybody listening right now, if you want to try to watch Boondock Saints with Joe and I, uh-huh. we can send you an auto, audio file. Oh, yeah. Reach out and maybe we'll yeah. let you be and, a, and um, so we'll send you the audio file. You can tell us what you think you'd be a beta to just tester. help us out. Yeah, you'll be a beta tester. And tell so, us what you like. Tell us what you're like. Ugh, you could use less of that. So let us know because if, if you don't let us know, it might die after just the one movie. But I did so I did like watching a movie with you though. It was fun. Um, so the other the only ways that I would think off the top of my head to change it and improve it or whatever, make it easier for us would be to have a little bit better of a like maybe a a movie that you know people would be interested in could easily get to because that's something we had to think about like we have to you know like well how are they gonna how, you know how are they gonna get this movie Can, it needs to be readily available mm-hmm. can't be too obscure you know if you want to go that route <clears throat> um but I, so i don't know maybe we could go super classic movies you know those are fun to um i used to do a night where we'd um i'd actually would the name of the night where i would invite friends over would be um I think we actually called it crappy movie and taco night, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the point was to have the movie in the background that was ridiculous. You know, I remember one of the movies was attack of the killer frogs from like the sixties or seventies, something like that. And it was just a, just an, in, just a really kind of dumb movie. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to, there is no storyline. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Right. Um, and, uh, but then you would eat these delicious tacos, you know what I mean? And we would just make fun of the movie anytime we felt like it. We wouldn't we'd be following along with the movie. We'd just be like, oh my gosh, look at this, look at the shirt this guy's wearing mm-hmm. or whatever. And so I enjoyed that. I thought maybe we could brainstorm a way to bring that in. And then of course the, the cooking with it could be interesting, but just a ton more work for us to figure out. Yeah. You know? Well, so has anybody ever done a cooking show podcast? It's gotta be right. Right. Like there's gotta be somebody that's done that. Cause I thought about it. You, you, um, a lot of times when we bring up, like different ideas you're like oh but we should also cook yeah like it, like i'm like hey we should go hunting and you're like we should cook but then we should also cook while yeah hunting. and i'm like well we what about going to the racetrack and you're like well can we cook can we also cook there yeah and i'm like well, uh, can you teach me how to you know play this instrument and you're like can we cook can we also and so i think like we, we should mm-hmm. probably try something with cooking i just noticed that um both of us light up a bit oh no i ma- love i love talking about food no matter what the subject is we want to stop what's happening and then talk about that food item and it's yeah. pre- and it's preparation yeah and it's or, or how, a country how, of origin yeah. maybe. How, how did you make that how did it taste so you i'm know, just how do you, yeah i'm just trying to notice things about mm-hmm. our personalities that i think um like switches that turn on you know that they turn us on they give us energy and i'm like ah, something there's got to be something that we're not going to spend like a week of planning and logistics you know, like the Tasty or some of those uh, food channels where you're like, whoa, these guys are food scientists. This is crazy. And I don't have enough money to do one of these epic food challenges, right? We can't spend $1,000 and make a huge eight-foot-tall sandwich or whatever. Actually, now that I say that, I really want to do like a crowdfunding, you know, like go, <laughs> go fund me, Joe and Brian, make a big sandwich. Yeah. But that's neither here. But that's what I'm saying. Like, But we could think about those two things. Um 
think about the type of conversation we want to have around the the movie, and then think about a food item that it would be fun to learn more about. So, like so may, maybe what it what it does is it's a filler in those moments where we don't know if we're supposed to be entertaining or giving information, or it's another thing you know, to talk you, about. You can be just be like, we could taco about it. Mm-hmm. That was a dad joke. Love that. Yeah, yeah. we we could taco about the food that we're ingesting while watching the movie. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I guess after doing, to, to put a bow on this, after doing that one podcast, I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy my time with you, Joe. Okay. I did. But I, it kind of, I was just kind of, it didn't, it's not like when you and I are sitting here talking now. I'll get done with this no matter how long we talk and, and I won't feel drained. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's life giving. Um, yeah. I, I had somebody, a mentor of some sort that, um, that said, you know, there's two types of people. There's mm-hmm. leeches, and I don't even know what they call the other the other people. But there's there's certain, and I, th- I think that's the same thing for like activities in life too. There's some that like drain you, and there's some that that fill fill your energy. You know, even though it may take energy, there's people that like running, and I don't understand those people. But like so when they're done, they may be tired, but like they feel you know energized and accomplished. So like there's like leeches that will like suck your blood, mm-hmm. and then there's like um, cats who like it's studies have shown that their purring can have like healing effects. Right. So they would add I, g- good healing energy to you instead yeah, of that, taking away. I don't, I don't like the analogy, but I'll, I'll, I will go with it. That particular activity that a cat is kind of known for, I guess. Um, yeah, there's gotta be a better animal than that. Come on. I, I would like oh. dog. Like oh. dog is better. So I've got a, um, yeah, I've got to talk about this. I've got okay. a th- I've got a thing that I'm pretty excited about, and I know I shouldn't be excited about it because it's not a guarantee. Okay. But um, the pet posse, um, which is a group that um, like they adopt, you know, needy animals, mm-hmm. and then they try to get them adopted. And and they even have like foster families. Yeah, foster. Yeah. Fa- have you dealt with them before? No. One of my one of my friends was a cat foster family. Oh, okay. And so, so they would almost always have nine cats in their home. And they kind of explain to you the process and all that stuff uh, a little uh, bit. A, a little bit. So l- let me explain my... Yeah. So they take in unwanted animals, almost like the, the shelter, right? Like the right. dog or cat shelter. And what what this person did was she, her and her family would then just like temporarily take in the cats until a permanent home was found, but they, they don't mm-hmm. just find any home. Right. It's not just like whoever walks in and fills out the paperwork gets to take, you know, the cat. Like it, it was, and they, they would come to, to her house mm-hmm. and like meet the cat yeah. and, and get to know it. And, and even the foster cat foster family had a say in it too. They'd be like, oh yeah, they, they, they seem fine or they yeah. don't. And so um, that's kind of my knowledge of the pet posse. Yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, the long and short of it. Okay. And so that's how we got um, our first wobbly cat. Mm-hmm. Na- uh, named Hiccup, who um, unfortunately passed away, and um, as a kitty, and um, we felt pretty good about adopting that cat because the the cerebellum hyperplasia, which causes the wobbliness, mm-hmm. um, makes them a little bit harder to take care of, and therefore a lot harder to um, adopt out, get adopted. Right, right. And so they're sometimes in danger of not getting adopted and going to a ranch or other things would happen mm-hmm. to them, mm-hmm. and so. Um, Last a few days ago, um, the pet posse reached out to us. Actually, 
no, I think someone else, one of our um, friends, uh, uh, reached out to us and said, hey, the pet posse has another kitty with um, CH. And Melanie was like, oh my gosh. And so she goes and she looks at their Instagram and sure enough, there's a kitty, super cute, um, not ready to be adopted so young and um, has what we think, not confirmed diagnosed, but what we think looks like um, CH, the wobbly yeah. condition. Yeah. And um, my guess is, so I have two running theories about this name of this cat. Either one, it's just luck of the draw and maybe the universe trying to reach out or this pet posse knew about us and somehow wanted to entice us with the name of the kitty and the name of the kitties um, is Gibson and I'm and I play a Gibson basically a guitar guitar yeah. <laughs> yeah so my my brain went to there's a Gibson reservoir in Montana yeah that's where it first went I was like well that's not Joe's not excited about the, oh the guitar the guitar and, and so yeah, it took Gibson. me a second yeah you know there's a yeah I was thinking Gibson Dam there's reservoir yeah there's a couple at uh, Gibson Park Gibson Park right here in town because yeah. uh, our um our town's um one of our town's founders right was Gibson thank you appreciate it um, yeah, Paris Gibson was his name. And so that name is very, very common. Yeah, here. it is. But I was, so I was thinking that could be it too. I mean, maybe it's just a, it could a, be a just shot like in the dark falls. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, but I'm thinking, um, I could have a cat named Gibson. Yeah. Ooh. That's you, so when you normally get a pet from the pet posse, do you, do you just keep whatever name they've given it? Um, I, I don't think we did last time. I think we, if we don't. If we're not digging the name, we'll rename. So it didn't come to you as Hiccup? No, I think Hiccup was renamed. We all voted. I think it was super close to be called some is sort it, of... Isn't that like a dragon off of... Yes. Uh, tooth, toothless Hiccup? Yeah. Hiccup? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah um, Hiccup's the, the, the kid. Hiccup is, yes, I believe. The kid the that kid. rides Toothless. Toothless, that's yeah. right. And he has a... Um, a fake leg mm-hmm. so then he would walk with a limp or wobble we were you know kind of thinking gotcha <laughs> so we're, we're at dante's today and yep. we just got brought um good looking fries here yeah check those out Ooh. with a little bit of ranch yeah a little bit of ranch on the side Whew, love this place okay so <clears throat> you possibly may be adopting a cat yeah i don't know if i told you within the next uh couple weeks i will be adopting a child oh yeah you mentioned um a boy yeah who is about to be blissfully yeah. wedded so so yeah no <laughs> that's he's not getting ready to be married what, what i found out and mm. i don't know how much i'm allowed to share right that there's mm-hmm. hipaa and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's not complete yet i don't want to say anything that might mess gotcha. that up gotcha. But I knew I do know I could say that he's he's going to turn eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, he was adopted internationally, mm. and when he got here, um, it took a very long process. There's a lot of uh, private adoption agencies out there that are in it for the money. Really, and it seems like the the parents that adopted him internationally and brought him to the United States were kind of duped by this private adoption agency because it took I think seven years. From the time that they like paid and signed all the paperwork till he actually got here in that time where he was at had a national disaster and he was injured and had grown his his i just read through a lot of his paperwork his, his mother um turned him into the orphanage in this country uh when he was like two days old and so he had you know for the first seven eight years of his life he lived in an orphanage with um 
40 to 60 other children. And then this national disaster, natural disaster came and uh, injured him. And so he's developmentally disabled. All of that to say, he's getting ready to turn 18. He doesn't have, because the adoptive parents didn't keep him. Um, they let him go back into foster care. And uh, he's getting ready to turn 18 and he doesn't have a social security number and birth certificate. And so they've asked us to adopt him so that he, you, you get a new birth certificate when you're adopted, which will then come with social security number and, and all of that. And that's just so that he can um, get social security because he has to live in the home, a home, the rest of his life. Gotcha. And so um, we haven't even met him yet. Mm. When's this going to go down? Um, we don't know. The, mm. All of the paperwork got turned in today. There's a chance we're actually in court this Wednesday. Whoa. Um, more than likely, it's next Wednesday. It has to happen before the, the... The latest it can happen is the first Wednesday in November. Cool. So, that's cool. I mean, good luck with all of that <laughs> stuff that uh, may or may not be happening, depending on legality. <laughs> yeah, well, and I, it, it'll de- I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, the, the unfortunate part is I, I have a, a foster daughter that's been living with us for almost four years now. Mm-hmm. And we were told months ago that we were going to start the adoption process with her, and she's gotten excited. And now, you know, this adoption is going through in just a couple of weeks. And so she, she's kind of seeing firsthand that, like, hey, this can get done like what's what's going on and so like kind of getting a a close look at the broken system you know Uh and uh legalities of everything and i don't mean to um bring this up as you're talking about you know your cat as some sort sort of like i'm out doing you because you're getting a the, an animal and I'm getting a human. Are you trying to one-up me? Yeah, right. On adoptions? Not, but but I don't <laughs> think I've talked about it on the podcast yet. And, I, and, and like, of course, like you're talking about adopting. I'm thinking oh, yeah. about, you know, adoption going on in my oh, life. That's a and, perfect, that's a perfect yeah. segue. Okay. I mean, we're both adopting a needy entity. Right, right. That needs us to have, have some sort of, I don't know, ac- access? And I, don't, I hate this. Sometimes I suck at talking. Yeah. Words. <laughs> words. Words are hard. I just... Anytime I start talking like that, I'm just like, Joe, put the brakes on. You know? Once once we do officially adopt him, I know that at that point, I'm then his legal parent. Hey. And I can then share, like, maybe name where he came from and a little bit more because then the, the HIPAA is more up to me than the, than the state. But he's then also going to turn 18. I, I do want to share once we do meet him, you know, um, I, d- I do want to share how that experience goes once it, once it happens. Okay. And um, I'd also like to meet him if possible. And then if while we're doing that, if we could like somehow mix in cooking something, <laughs> as you as you know. For sure. You know, yeah. Maybe as a, if, if you just tell me what is his, um, his home country or city, mm-hmm. I'll try to find a recipe that would make him feel welcome. And then, because of my luck, um, it will be the thing that he's allergic to. And be like, yeah, everyone likes that in my country. That's the one thing that makes me puke. So, thanks for the intent there, stranger. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, welcome to America. We're all like this. (laughs) Yeah, and I know know that, like, uh, we... He can't even stay overnight at our house due to his uh, disabilities and things that he has and the amount of care that he needs. But we will, you know, 
maybe you and I can like take him to a movie or something. You know, Ooh. like he, he can go out on day trips. He does a good job at that. Cool. So, uh, yeah. thing I need to tell you about is finally, after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of hunting, I finally got an animal. And not only an animal, I got two. Whoa. Yeah, I got an antelope uh, last week, an antelope doe. Uh-huh. And then I got a muley doe with my bow um, <laughs> a few days ago. So, muley doe with your bow. Muley doe with my bow. <coughs> Uh, and well, also, um, I shared those on my Instagram, and uh, John, who's been on our podcast twice now, uh, John asked uh, if he could come hunting, and so it's turning into a Joe, Brian, and John hunting trip that is going to be happening. Mm-hmm. We'll just put it on the calendar tonight. Right. When we talk. Yeah, when we yeah we're, going, we're going to meet him later. I forgot about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to meet him later, and so we'll, we'll get it on the calendar tonight, mm. we'll get that figured out. Uh, to go go get an animal, and then you guys can see. He was excited. What I sh- I shared a time lapse on my Instagram of like breaking the animal down in the field yeah. to to get it back home. Yeah, and he was he was like, I've never seen that before. It was so cool to watch because I mean, it's the butchering process of cooking, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had to bring it back around to food. Yeah. Okay, so if you're excited about food, the first thing I cooked out of my my doe i couldn't out of the antelope because um i shot it with a gun and many of its internal organs were not able to be salvaged they were gone okay (laughs) but the one i got with my bow i was able to pull the heart out and i and i was like i want to share about um pulling the heart out on the podcast and then as i thought about it i was like this it seems barbaric Uh it seems uh I don't know, not um, socially acceptable to eat a heart. Mm-hmm. But it's actually, the heart and the liver are the most uh, nutritious things on an animal you can eat. Nutrient, vitamin, mineral-filled organs. And they do it like, if there's like a movie <coughs> where there's um, mm-hmm. Native Americans in it, yep, it's like the first thing they do. Is they take a bite out of the heart. It's like, yeah, they're like, okay, let's introduce the Native Americans to the scene. We're going to see this and this, and let's have them eat a heart. Just yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I was trying to th- figure out how to make it seem less barbaric, but there's not really a way, just because society, like, we eat steaks wrapped in plastic. Yeah. You, know, you go to the grocery store, you don't see this animal... Uh, killed, you don't see it uh, skinned and then, you know, uh, quartered and then, you know, cut into steaks. You just buy this delicious, and it really does look delicious, steak, right? Yeah. I'm sorry for any vegetarians uh-huh. out there. Um, but, like, meat is, I love meat. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when it's wild game, it's actually a higher protein, less fat content meat. And it's, it's super, super good for you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so anyway, we're, we're not used to this. And so I, I pulled the heart out of the animal and then um, I, I marinated it in Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Worcestershire sauce. Okay. Garlic. A little bit of avocado oil. Salt and pepper. Uh-huh. And let it sit overnight. Uh-huh. Also, there's a there's a cut called the inside tenderloins. 
Uh-huh. And, and they're on the bottom side of the backbone. That's the best way to say that. And it's, it's supposed to be the most tender meat on the entire animal. And it, and it really is. Um, okay. And I'm, those were in there with the heart. And then I smoked them at 200 degrees for a couple hours. But with the heart, and I, I don't know how, how graphic I can get, but you have to kind of pull the heart apart. And get, there's um, inside the, what are they called, the ventricles? Ventricle chambers inside okay. the chambers. Uh-huh. There's these little white uh, connectors. Uh-huh. They kind of, I think, keep the heart from pumping too hard. I, th- I think I don't know what they're for, but those uh, I've been told when you're cleaning a heart, you have to cut those out. So anyway, the mm-hmm. heart ends up being this flat piece of meat, mm-hmm. and so I took uh, rosemary and sage and garlic cloves. And then rolled it back up almost into the shape of a heart and hey. tied rope around it. And then, yeah. And so then they were smoking for like two hours and, uh, and, and ate, ate that. And the heart has a really weird texture. Uh, it's not like eating a steak or a burger or anything else. It's um, dense. Mm-hmm. The best way I can explain is, is to say dense. There's no fat at all mm-hmm. uh, in it. You've got to trim all that off. And so it's, it's very um, almost squishy dense tender but not it's it's so hard to explain it sounds like um one of those deep fried gizzards that you would get from oh. chester's chicken yeah 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 like like you a, could definitely it's, say it's, almost almost gizzard like not as chewy not as chewy you don't have to like less chew, chewy than less the gizzard chewy, yeah. but still the but same still sort the of same denseness. kind of like bouncy yeah when okay. you're chewing you know it kind of bounces a little bit it's just weird and it's awkward, but I feel that if I'm going to take the life of an animal, um, that I want to use every part that I possibly can, yeah. right? And and so when you when you're talking about quartering it out and you know, mm-hmm. these are all the things that kind of come to my mind is like as I'm doing that, I'm trying to be as honoring as I can, and then also just I don't know to say like thankful or whatever, but like you know get as much and use that the best I can. And so I've already. Uh, with the antelope, I made um, breakfast sausage. Um, we have a grinder at home, and so we mixed in some pork fat and some seasoning, and we made breakfast sausage. I haven't tried it yet. I've tried to try it, and my wife's like, listen, like we have a whole nother year until you can get another antelope. Oh, so yeah. can we save this? <laughs> you know, like, like let's not just eat it all in the first week. And I'm like, fine. Yeah. And so I haven't tried that yet. And then we, we made a bunch of burger out of the dough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so I'd like I'd like to take two people out and sh- like like show I love teaching um, or uh-huh. showing or or you know and so it'd be fun to have you guys come out and um, I could show you how to how to do all of that and then where different cuts come from and yeah yeah that'd be cool because like one of us could be like um, carrying like the little stove and all the cooking utensils mm-hmm. so that we could <laughs> I have one we could just like right there because I mean I like the shot and the, you sped up you know what I mean mm-hmm. I was like lapse, the yeah. only thing I was missing is like you then sitting down I know it's like you got to get it back or like you know cold or something like that but I was thinking if he only had a couple more guys with him maybe we could all sit like you would be doing that while we'd be setting up like the little tiny cooking thing and then you could like maybe as you're getting all the things packed up you leave a few things to the side yeah and so we could like sear it real quick and then have this and then you know have one of those anthony bourdain things where i don't know one of us reads a poem about montana (laughs) did you see that episode when he came here I didn't. It was a little weird. I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, it was like, hey, let's go um, to a ranch and eat steak-ish stuff, you know, 
potatoes and all that stuff. And um, they also had like a super well-known um, cowboy poet that Anthony was really, uh, he really likes. And um, I was like, yeah, I w- why haven't I done that? Why does this New Yorker get to, get to come here and like do the thing that I feel like? And, you know, there's probably a ton of people doing that stuff around me. The people that like, they like life and they like to live it to the fullest. And they're like, you know what? Why don't we bring our chef friend with us? And then we'll bring this photographer with us. And we'll bring this guy that hunts and knows how to carve the stuff up real good. And we'll have ourselves a little Instagram thing happening. So I, I know just from hearing this that you would love the show Meat Eater. Okay, I'm going to watch it now. It's, it's, it's on Netflix. There's, there might be one or two shows out of that that you wouldn't like. But he, almost every episode, they, they cook the animal they've hunted. And they show you a recipe, and um, and they even try some like uh, I don't want to say taboo, but often overlooked, like they uh, beaver, yeah, uh, coyote. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. So these are like animals that like mm. most people when they get them, they mainly just use them for like their pelt, you know, you know their skin, or uh-huh. um, some some coyotes people just shoot them and leave them. They don't even do anything with them. Um, and so they, they try some of these things uh, and then show you how to cook them. And so I think I think you would really like that show. Okay, I'm going to check it out because right now I'm feeling like a little tapped out on what I've been watching. You know, when I'm just like sitting there just consuming um, what I would call my relaxation YouTube time, I usually like to be learning something. And I'm there's only so... And my, the kick I've been on has been bass guitar. And there's just so, only so much you can learn about bass. I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail. But there's <laughs> only so much you can learn about bass that you're interested in and is useful to you um, at any given time. And so I've been, look, I must have seen, I, like, I know everything. I, well, I don't know everything. I know, I know a lot. <laughs> I know everything now. I know, I know every single thing there is to know about every bass guitar and every pickup and every type of strings you would put on and every amp that you would plug in said guitar for and for what music and for what size of crowd and then i have like i've stumbled onto um there's youtubers who will just watch other youtube channels and then critique their opinions on the gear yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm like like today i was watching something after the gym uh just i was waiting for someone to um, drop by and i was just killing some time and i was I was having that moment of like self-awareness, mm-hmm. you know, like, what am I watching here? <laughs> do, I, do I even care? Like, first of all, do I care about that piece of gear that I can't even afford? And then do I care about that guy's opinion? And then do I care about this other, this whole other guy's opinion about this guy's opinion? Dang. I think I've, I've I think started a, no, a very similar <laughs> bad habit where you will just kind of go down the, the rabbit hole of YouTube and whatever it's suggesting, you're just like, oh, that sounds good. I got an idea. Okay, you, you raised your hand, but nobody could see that. I got an idea. And you called on me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so why don't you... So I'm going to watch this mediator thing. Uh-huh. That's the thing I'm going to do. I'm going to broaden my horizons. And I'm just going to watch... Every time I think about... Um, ooh, I'm going to look at some something about a bass guitar. I'll just go, you know, I'm just going to check out one of these mediator things. And I'll mm-hmm. do it for the whole week. Right. Until next, um, what are we on today? Tuesday? Today's or Monday? Monday. Monday. I'll do it till Monday and I'll just, I'll, I'll just like get out of my rut as they say, which is a hunting term, is it not? It is. I'm going to get out of that rut. Yeah. The okay. rut is the mating season. I'm going to get out of the mating. Wait, I don't want to get out of that. <laughs> um, 
Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get out of that uh, well-worn track that I've so, been in. So I said Netflix, and there are many seasons on Netflix, but they yeah. they have their own YouTube channel okay. and started uploading like season one through whatever. I think this is season ten that just came out, and so I think it's like one mm-hmm. through five or six that's on YouTube. I'm trying to think of something. So you don't even have to have Netflix. I'm trying to think of something to recommend to you. Like uh, I was thinking James Brown. Like there's a couple cool documentaries. I did Um, listen to James Brown after we talked about him. uh, Which is good. You know, Uh, I'm just trying to think, well, what's something interesting, some little rabbit hole I could bring you down. Because the things I like about James Brown is like the first, like his first breakthrough hit. um, He only said the word please in the whole song. That's it. That's it. And so I just, there's like little factoids that I think are really interesting. So maybe try to find out, just go on a um, rabbit hole of just um, James Brown and his, um, you know, just, in, you know, interesting facts about James Brown, you know, because he, there's something, he was such a force of nature. And, and when I, I saw this documentary on him, some, just certain things were popping out to me, like, um, um, just the, like he, the, he was the sheer, the, the sheer force of his being like made the song you know what i mean like he got out of prison basically so i'm i'm probably gonna butcher this story <laughs> so, okay. so basically james brown gets out of prison for something i don't know i don't remember as a young man shows up someplace and there's a band playing there and he's like well i guess i'm the leader of this band now and he's just the singer you know what i mean and they're like man this guy's well he does have a good singing voice i guess we're gonna do it and so he just proclaimed himself the leader of this band and decided to start writing songs and um there's this electrifying um video of him when he was a young man and very you know just very svelte looking guy and he comes out like he comes out like gliding on one foot you know kind of like shimmying on one foot with the other foot obviously like way up like doing a knee high you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. and he comes like 25 foot across a stage and sat, slides into it and he just screams the word please <laughs> you know as yeah. as the song kind of needs it and then i was listening to his music because um, now between my sets at the beck i love playing funk like i'll just go to i'll have some background music it's like keyed up and it's always funk and i would love to play james brown and i've been listening to it and i'm like because I'm also trying to be a songwriter, right? I'm trying yeah. to like do creative things yeah, and like gotta, have a message. You got to gain your inspiration. Yeah, and then I'm listening to James Brown, and I'm like, he's not saying anything. He's just <laughs> screaming some cool sounding, like just sometimes one word. You um, know, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie Murphy made fun of him for that. The, oh, so we, we're not okay. So I'm not the only one that's like, yeah, well, how is no, he doing that? Yeah, when I first started listening to Eddie Murphy, well, there were CDs at the time. Um, that was one of the things he did was like, wow, jump back. Yeah. Kick myself. Uh-huh. Wow. That's James Brown. And like, <laughs> and like, I remember another cool fact about him is how, um, how much of a, um, stickler he was with his band. So that's what do you a, mean. So like, um, they'd be playing, right? Like, bum, 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 and if he would hear like one person, like get do a beat that wasn't on that beat that it needed to be on. He would point at them, and and hold up a number, and that was how many dollars he was docking them <laughs> <laughs> for that night. 
and they're like, oh, and they would, you know, try not to miss another beat because when you really look, key your ears into those, um, the instruments and what they're doing, like the guitar sometimes does the same thing over and over again, the whole song. And it's very prominent and part of the music, but it must be very boring for this guitar player to right. have to do this. He could just set a loop maybe and because <laughs> right. even has just to on sound his pedal. the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that was interesting about him. Um, the one word thing, how he was a force of nature. Um, oh, and how he was also specifically um, really, really tough on his bass player. Because his bass player, a bass player's natural inclination, they want to do something interesting. They want to go, they don't want to just go bump, dun, dun, two, three, four, bump, two, three, four, bump, two. Three. Like in our intro. <clears throat> right. They like, want to do something like that. Yeah, they want to do something like that, bro. Yeah. They want to do something, the ba 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 bump, you know what I mean? To like jazz it up. And in uh, that soul music, that funk music that James Brown was requiring of his band members, you don't do that. The most important thing is every time you count to one, that's when he wants to hear the loudest bass note. That's how you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so one, two, three, four. And if he doesn't hear it, you're playing it wrong. Like, And it could be the best bass player of the day. You know, he had yeah. like the Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I think he had Bootsy Collins at one point. Like he had like really, really well known um, and good bass players. And he was like, I need you to play this one note every time I count to four. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I feel like there was something else um yeah, there was a podcast I was listening to talking about. Uh, there were some old shows back in the day, like I Love Lucy, and some movies and things like that. That uh, it, it was kind of okay back in the day to um, hit your wife. Okay, I'm with you. Right, and so I've I've heard James Brown was along those lines, and people weren't too happy about it. But kind of back mm-hmm. in the day, it was kind of the thing you did. Yeah. Um. So he was just kind of you know kind of fitting in that society um but so but then you're you're bringing out the the bass player and then he'd like mm-hmm. dock band members yep he might not have been the nicest guy this is what i'm saying like i yeah. think he was a really i think he was a tyrant basically yeah <laughs> um and i'm like but is that what you need to be remembered you know i mean because he is i mean arguably one of the most famous and influential musicians so, pe- so when when you start after a passion, people get really excited mm-hmm. when you're passionate about something, right? And so you, you get passionate about learning the trumpet and people are encouraging and, you know, they, they uh, are excited for you as you um, get victories as you're, you know, you learn to scale or you learn a little song or, you know, you can play Mary Had a Little Lamb or whatever, right? right? And they, right. they get excited along there. But once it turns from passion to like... Yeah, to becoming like a great and being obsessive, that's when people stop liking it. Yeah, they're like... Because you're weird. Why don't you stop and do it this other way? And then that huge, strong, sometimes off-putting, grating personality has to be like, well, person who's encouraged me and is like trying to help me, I don't care about your opinion and please go away. Because <laughs> I'm going to go do this thing and create it the way I want. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's... But... Uh, and you see that a lot to get to the top. I mean, one of the only people I can think of um, is who, who their story is. Um, well, there's two people. Um, there's the, uh, Huey Lewis and the News. Mm-hmm. I remember they have a very mundane sort of story. They kind of got famous in their 40s. And so they were kind of all past the whole drug and 
booze thing, and they just went and played their shows. And so yeah. that's that was their behind the scenes. Is like, well, we just were really happy with our success, and you know, or showed up to shows sober and did the show. Yeah. And then so that's yeah. not it. And then Weird Al Yankovic, he's also a guy that's like um, just has a wife for the one wife for his whole time and no scandals and just writes music that he likes but other than that those like tiny examples other, yeah other than that they're they're all like obsessive don't have a lot of friends mm-hmm. you know um i was just uh watching a thing about michael jordan <clears throat> oh yeah most of his teammates at the time didn't really like him mm-hmm. like he was mean Mm-hmm. Um, aggressive, like a bully. Yeah, yeah, and like if someone messed up even just a little bit, he was calling them out. And, yeah. Um, but at the same time, like the dude won more championships than than anyone else. Yeah, and I mean, when you're at the top of your game, and that game is at the top of other people's games, on on top of the m- mountain of games, then I guess you can kind of have that attitude. But like. In contrast, like if I was trying to put together a band, like I am, I, I do sometimes. Yeah. I have a great band right now. Um, but if I talk to them <laughs> that way and was like, yeah, you're docking you this much money, you know, <clears throat> I just you're don't think. You're not going to have a band for very long. And I don't think I, and I would agree with their decision to leave, you know, like I would be like, oh yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of a jerk. You should probably leave. Because I don't want like, to be talked like that, talked to like that either. But, but at what point does it become acceptable? Because I, I, I want to think that I could, uh, I could game, gain fame slash notoriety for whatever. It doesn't even matter. Standing on one foot, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And, but I could do that and, and still be nice to people. <laughs> like, that's what's in my head. But at what point, you know, with, if your band did put out a CD and it sold a million, like, is that the point uh-huh. that you can start being like, no, I'm docking you money? You know, yeah. when is that? So, yeah, think about it. Like, um, so if I'm just playing local shows, it's just, you know, we're all, what's at stake is like a hundred bucks, <laughs> right. you know, or a couple hundred bucks maybe. Um, and maybe some lo- local notoriety going either way, yeah. positive yeah. or negative. It's not that big a deal, you know, but then when you're like, Hey, if you do as I say and put up with my mean attitude, this is a situation where, you know, let's say I have control, like I'm the one that gets the gigs or whatever. And like all of a sudden we're getting paid $10,000 per show and everyone's splitting 20, you know, they're all getting $2,500 per show or some crazy. And then also we get big over in some tropical or European paradise and we're doing that, you know what I mean? And then someone says something I don't like or, they start playing in a way that doesn't make the crowd love us. You know, at that point, I, I don't know, would I turn into a tyrant and be like, listen, we need to do this thing the way we need to do this thing because now we're a team and we all are trying to present this product. And then, so what would I do? Would I, at that point, because lo- I love having, in my band of four, I love having four captains. You know, I respect each one of them as an equal, you know. Um, and and um and maybe we could continue that like i feel like aerosmith maybe has had continued that certain bands that do, did make it to a huge prominence and i think it was aerosmith like he was talking on the joe rogan uh podcast years and years ago um and you should watch that one by the way with uh, steven tyler yeah i'm gonna have to he was so awkward he was like i mean think about steven tyler and what you think of him right mm-hmm. just like wow he's a very confident flamboyant person yeah he seems like a very awkward shy man on the, yeah. on the joe rogan yeah. and he has notes he brings notes with him he has readers it's <laughs> it's 
All right. It's quite something. But he had mentioned something that was um, kind of funny. He was saying, like, um, he never really made real money until he went on American Idol or The Voice or whatever whatever show he was doing as the judge. Yeah. He was like, you know, I when we were a high school band, and so when we got signed, it was all equal. Like, it wasn't like me, the leader, yeah. you know, with all the songwriting rights because I'm writing all the songs and everything. Like, I, if I wrote all the songs, well, yeah, I did that with my drummer and my bass player and my guitar player that were all also putting it in. So we always did things equally. So compared to other people that are kind of doing their own solo thing, like, I don't make that much money. I actually need to work yeah. to kind of continue my lifestyle. And then when I was offered, you know, they, I was like kind of like so, so on doing this American idol thing, but then they, they told me like, what well, would be my payday? I couldn't, I couldn't say yes fast enough. It's like, <laughs> it like, I will, I will do that. How many years of contract would you like? You know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> and so it's weird to, I don't know. Cause I'm so far removed from that. Like I, cause, and so I, I, I don't know, you know, it's kind of interesting to think, you know, Hey, if I ever got that, Far away. Well, that's, How would I that's what I was going to say is like, do you go into a band um, thinking like, yeah, one day we're going to get big or is is the, the the four of you in Great Falls, Montana, your goal is just like, I just hope someday we can charge double what we are right now, you know? Yeah. No, I have a very specific goal because, I mean, we all have our limitations. You know, I mean, not all of the members of the band can go on a tour for a long, you know, months right. at a time. So right. that kind of leaves that leaves certain opportunities available to us. And yeah, I want to be, I basically want to be as famous as any Montana band that you've heard of, you know, maybe Laney Lou and the bird dogs are kicking butt, you know, good job guys, by the way. Love you yeah. guys. Um, um, Oh, up and comers. I would say rising stars and going to be right on the heels of those guys are going to be lucky Valentine's mm-hmm. those guys are kicking butt too. Um, El Wencho. You know, who they were a half of uh, the Clintons. You know, I want to get to a level like that where I can, you would call the band for like a street party in Montana. So yeah. like, you know, we could easily do two or three hours to Billings or Bozeman or Missoula. <clears throat> Hopefully put on the type of music that would attract, you know, hundreds and hundreds of people to a downtown and then feel like we did a good job. You know, yeah. kept them there, kept people dancing. That's where I want to get to, honestly. And then have be the first call for anyone that wants to do a wedding or private event. Because yeah. at that point, you're like, I don't know. Because then beyond that, I mean, I don't know. Well, I, I think past that level, you have to start, uh, you know, you have, you have to have like uh, social media presence and CDs. Well, not even CDs anymore, but, you know, you got to put stuff up on Spotify and you got to yeah. have, you know, and so it gets a little bit bigger. You probably have to have an agent. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, people have to quit their full time jobs. Yeah, so I was looking into a lady um, coming this weekend. Um, oh, shoot. Cat, Cat Perkins. Um, she's coming to do the Great Falls Legacy Foundation um, show. I think it's on a Friday. <laughs> um, so I'll be playing an hour for that, but then I'll be her sound person. So I was like, oh, I better, I want to look at her up because I wasn't familiar with her. But apparently, seven, six or seven years ago, she was on The Voice and was one of the finalists. So oh, she's gotcha. a pretty, pretty darn strong singer. And so she'll be coming with a um, guitar player. But I looked at her website, right? And I'm like trying to get an idea of, well, what does it take to be at her level? You know, she got on the national spotlight level 
Um, but I wouldn't say that she is now a star. But she is. She got to a level where she's touring and being invited. She lives in Minnesota, so she's getting flown out mm-hmm. um, here to Montana. She's going to do a show with her and her guitar player. Um, and so I looked it up, and she does like speaking engagements. You yeah. know, like how yeah. how did I get to where I am? And yeah, um, she does uh, shows for big events and street parties and stuff like that. And I'm like, hmm, I mean, she's like at that level that I would like to be at, but I don't know if I want to like speaking engagements. I don't know if I want to like show up and be like, hey kids, here's how I became a guitar player. But I don't know. That's that's just my initial reaction to thinking, yeah. like yeah. seeing what someone else is doing and going, hmm, could I see myself doing that? And would I en- enjoy that sort of schedule? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. I like living in the middle of Montana. I like playing the music that occurs to me that I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to play that one. Mm-hmm. You know, so at my level, no one cares. There's no critics writing stories about me going, right. oh, you know, Joe's uh, direction last last year was a lot more contemporary pop. And this year seems like he's going for something. <laughs> you know, I can play whatever. I can do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever silly song or serious song in the same set and no one seems to care. And so I'm just trying to make that make that a business model, like do things that I like doing, but my main goal is to get people dancing and want me at their event. So how do I do that? You know? Yeah. And then I, I can imagine also with a band with four people, I mean, just getting you and I together sometimes gets difficult. You know, when I have things going on, you have things going on. Yeah. And then when we try to interview somebody, you know, now that's three people. Mm-hmm. When we go to the vault, and we want them to, you know, open up the vault for us, which they've always been extremely nice. Um, actually, why we still do these on-site things is I, I kind of want to be respectful, right, yeah. of, mm-hmm. of Mr. and Mrs. Montana. And so um, when, when, I get, when we get four people together for a podcast, it's difficult. Yeah. And so I can't imagine with a band to be like, hey, somebody just called and want us to do a show in two days, and everybody can but one person. Yep. And you're like, oh, well, we can't do it. Well, that's what we did with, um, we played a show at the Club Cigar recently. And um, our keyboard player, Johnny, was, you know, he was real busy with that contest locally. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had taken some time in the mountains to kind of reset. And um, Good it, move, actually. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, get clear your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we had been offered, so first it was just a, a call for my solo show, just to open for a band at the Club Cigar. And I was like, yeah, happy to do it. Um, and then they were kind of like, hey, could you close the show? Like, we'll, we'll, we'll play first and then we'll close. I was like, what? That, I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I, I play a variety of music. And, and yeah, it can be pretty exciting and really work the crowd. Um, but I don't know, for to close after a loud, raucous, exciting band, it just didn't feel right. I didn't know if I could pull it off. And so um, I kind of asked him what was going on, and it seemed like one of the guys was having you know, certain health problems that I'll just won't share because I'm not sure how, mm-hmm. how they, if they want to share that stuff. But then another one of the guys, um, the night of, got um, also sick, and that would have complicated him being in the same room with the other bandmate. And so they just had to cancel the show you know what i mean or cancel their participation participation mm-hmm. in the show and um i they were like can you just handle it and i was like oh i'm happy to um but club cigar man as a solo acoustic guy whew, i don't know man yeah because <laughs> as a guy who likes to hang out in there sometimes i know they like kind of more high energy rock and music you know yeah. and so I, I reached out to the band and only two of them could do it so um uh, johnny was still you know, um, regaining his energy 
Yeah, and on so, a walkabout. On a walkabout, yeah, he wasn't available that night, but the other two guys were. And so I was like, you know, we were gonna we were gonna try to get together for a little uh, practice. Maybe we maybe just we just go do this. And then um, it was pretty cool. Like I would I would come out and do a few numbers just as a solo guitarist mm-hmm. because a couple of them, sure, you know, that's fine. I can you know do that. But then we invite up the band to then really kind of spice it up and that worked really well we, we played until the wee hours which made me feel young again until the next morning and when i tried to get up and i was like oh afternoon. my gosh you, you, come on don't lie yeah when i got afternoon. the next afternoon yeah. like because most of my shows now are ending at like 8 30 or 9 and i'm like oh thank you or 10 even at the latest but this yeah. one was like until i i think we I think I looked at the clock after we were kind of like closing down and I was like, Oh, we, we got to get out of this bar cause it's closing. Like I, like I closed down a bar. I felt like I felt pretty cool. You and you know? guys were like rocking the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. We did. A, I mean, it was sucky without our keyboard player to our ears, but the, the crowd really, really liked it because our, you know, we have a different set. We have some old school funk. We got some jazz. We got some of the, we have some, the police, <laughs> And we've got some other, um, just some fun random stuff, blues and um, rock. And, yeah. you know, so it was really fun. You know, it was really well received. And I got, you know, we got a bunch of compliments. And I was like, thanks. But uh, that was only three-fourths of us. So, you know. Yeah, so I, I think I'm one of those people that would have been at the bar and not really noticed. Now, had your keyboard player been there, had Johnny been there, I would have noticed a difference. But I probably couldn't even tell you what it was because I'm not, you know. Yeah. I'm not a musician. Like, I would have enjoyed it more, but I wouldn't have enjoyed it less, per se, not knowing the difference. I hear you. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, usually. But, I mean, because sometimes three pieces that aren't kind of in sync, it doesn't sound right. You know, they're not. (laughs) You really hear mistakes. But, you know, we've been practicing for a bit. And um, the level of musician that I'm working with is, um, I'm like, I'm feeling like, ooh, I should be practicing more. I got I gotta make sure I'm 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 in step with these guys because I mean it's cool and so um, yeah if hey by the way if you're listening to this and you can play uh, Motown style um, bass guitar yeah, give me a call because I'm, I've been kind of thinking about just focusing on my singing in the band and maybe adding us another bass player would free me up okay you know and we're looking to work weekly so if you want to be busy and you like. Mm, you know, you like the you know reggae, uh, blues, jazz, um, funk. You like that sort of stuff. Yeah, give me a call. Give Joe a call. Give me a call. Take it. I want is there like you. a is there a tune we can do for that? Um, give me an elk call. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that's an elk call. I'm calling. You know, if yeah. there's an elk bass playing elk out there. Yeah. You know. That'd be cool. And I'm kind of like, and so the thing is, is you gotta be, you gotta be pretty darn good too. I mean, because here's, here's the, here's the thing that I, I don't really say. Uh-huh. Um, I like playing bass cause it's fun. And so if you can't play bass as well as I can, then I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it up cause I like, play, it's so fun. I just like doing it. You know what I, I, mean? <laughs> I know a couple people that can play bass, but they're already like, like in bands and busy. stuff. Busy. Brian, Brian Abdul, you know him? Oh, yeah. Brian, yeah. he can play. Yeah. His bass player can play, too. Oh, I thought he played bass. He does. Oh, um, okay. Because I was going to say, I think he plays bass. Yeah, yeah. He has a... Uh, but in his band, I think the Uproots, I think he has another bass player. I forget his name. Sorry, bass player. You rock. I'm 
my my mind is mush. Sorry. Yeah, I like I like Brian. And I know a couple other ones, but I think they're yeah. They're cool I, I know them probably because they're in a band. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know the problem is in this small town is that most of the bass players are playing some amazing bass somewhere in church. Oh, I shouldn't call it a problem, but it is for me. They're all playing bass in church. You yeah. Know? They're like you know either they're. They're just like, you know what? I, that's what I like to do. Or they'd already played a bunch of years in the bars and they're just sick of it. And they, they I've heard I've heard that story a bunch. They're like, you know, it's just not my favorite anymore. And I, I like playing in churches and, you know, still get to play my instrument. Yeah, Brian Brian plays it at, at church. He does both, though. So yeah, we, we appreciate does, you, Brian. Yeah. Thank, thank you for doing both. Yeah. You know, because, you know, there's people out, there's people out in the secular world that need to hear your heavenly bass. <laughs> Am I laying it on too thick? <laughs> a little, a okay. little, but that's all right. <laughs> it does um, sound good. I mean, he's okay. We, we polished off these fries, man. They're good. I'm at a point of, I want to use a big word, um, satiation. Damn it. I don't know what that means. I'm satisfied. Oh, you're satisfied. I want to, I want to say that that's sati- satiation. So I'm going to have to remember that when I, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check myself on that word, and I, I want it to mean that I'm satisfied. Okay. So if you are like, that's not what that means, you dumb dumb. Um, I know. I'm just I'm trying to use big words. I'm like a little kid, you know. I'm like a little kid trying to talk like a big kid, like an adult. Okay. So just encourage me. <laughs> you know when the little kids are like. You know, they say puschetti or whatever, oh. and you don't correct them because it's the cutest thing ever. That's how I want to be treated also. Okay. So, Just. <laughs> okay. So those are some of my favorite things. When, when you're raising a toddler and they can't say certain words, right? Those yeah. end up sticking around our family. And so SpongeBob, uh-huh. um, I think both my son and my daughter, but they, they said ponch ponch. <laughs> <laughs> I want to watch Ponch Ponch. That's my favorite because it's oh not even close. <laughs> not even close. I'm like, how do you even, how do you even get that from that? Oh, I got a good ponch one. Ponch Ponch. I got a good one too. Um, so when my my twin girls, uh, Clover and Piper, they were um, they were young. So Piper could not pronounce Clover's name for a good long time, and instead mm-hmm. of Clover, she would call her. Gogurt, <laughs> which, which almost sounds like Gogurt. Yeah, almost exactly like Gogurt, and she could say that, Gogurt, and then well, can you say Clover, Gogurt? Can you can you say Clo, Clo? Can you say Ver, Ver? Now Clover, Gogurt. <laughs> now I feel like you're doing that on purpose, Piper, but I like it. Okay, and by the way, Piper has become um, hilarious. Like, like, I mean. She, it's almost like she's like a few gears. She's a, she's she's working a few gears above me, and uh, I, now it's like it, when you have little kids and they don't get your sarcasm, it's almost funny. You know what I mean? And then you have to. I'm just kidding. But then when they not only do they get your sarcasm, but they start like like impressing you with their jokes, you know, and getting you. Uh, it's like a proud day as a dad. So. Um but there are some moments too, though, when they're getting your jokes that they shouldn't get. Oh yeah, but and they so, don't say anything. So I have no. I have a ten-year-old who has grown up with teenagers since she was five because we've been doing foster care, right? And we've taken in teenagers, and so my ten-year-old is a teenager, almost to the like, 
almost to her detriment, right? Okay. Like, like I, I sometimes feel bad because she hasn't had a ton of kids her age that live with her, and so she's always trying to keep up with the high school and middle school drama. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, normally I would be fine doing a, a that's what she said joke, <laughs> right? Yes. And so there was a moment for that in my house where my wife said something and I said, that's what she said. And then from the couch behind me, who I didn't even think she was paying attention because there was a show on TV, uh-huh. I hear, <laughs> uh. and I was like, why are you laughing? And my wife's like, because she's grown up with teenagers. Oh. And I was just like, oh, dang it. My little 10-year-old just laughed at a joke that she shouldn't have laughed at. Yeah. And so I did, I did Google did I get it? I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. So Dang, sa- satiate. Okay. Um, but uh, satiated. Satiated. I feel satiated. Satisfied to the full. Satiated. Oh, dang. Well. So, so you, you did good. Sometimes I'm too stupid to know how smart I am. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to write down satiated, but it's, it's a hard word. Yeah, there's so many that's T's a, in it. That's a hard word to say. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> It's another uh, uh, Eddie Murphy. Ah, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's doing a joke about. I think it's actually James Brown doing a Klondike commercial. Oh. Anyway, that was a, that was a whole sidetrack. Is is there anything else we need to cover? We said we weren't going to make this a super long one. Yeah, hold on. Um, I wanted to bring something up. Um, and just as a for instance, what okay. do you, what would you think if we did this? Okay. Because I'm noticing in our interviews, right? Oh yeah, you said you wanted to say something. There's yeah. like a there's a problem of flow. You know what I mean? I don't. It's nobody's fault. What do you mean? There's a problem of flow to our conversation. You know, and what I'm thinking is. We assign lead interviewer before the show, depending on who it is. We're just like, hey, who who wants to just take lead on questions and all that stuff? And then the other person is like focused on these buttons and little add-ons and kind of kind of thinking about everyone's voice maybe. And then is also the person that you know if things are kind of like um, getting a little dry or you kind of you're like, oh, I'm not sure where to go. You can kick it to this person. Mm-hmm. And say, well, what do you think? While you're kind of, you know, collect your thoughts, let this person be your little, um, I don't, I don't want to say peanut gallery, but, you know, the person that's just like, well, let me just ask a weird question or go off on a tangent or tell a joke or, you know, something like that. Do a um, Sylvester Stallone do a Yeah, do a voice. Do, yeah. a, do a voice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to kill some time. Um, so we, we had kind of talked about this after our, our last interview. If you haven't listened, we, um, we interviewed uh, the McGonagall Chronicles. Yeah. Um, and it went really well. But after we were done, I, I almost had to like apologize to you. I'm like, Joe, I think I'm realizing that like a lot of times I just kind of I just go. Like I've got questions I want to ask and I just like go and then I feel like this, this rhythm uh-huh. and I just kind of get into it and then I'll uh-huh. realize that I've asked like the last seven questions yeah. and so then I'll like look over to you and I'll be like, hey, what do you think, you know? Uh-huh. And that does kind of like make it clunky when 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 that happens. Yeah, and I'm sure I do the same thing. You know, yeah. when I get in a flow and I'm like, oh, asking this question and then another question has occurred to me within yeah. what their answer right. Right. and I'm going to ask it and then, well, you have a question too maybe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you're thinking to yourself and rightly so, hey, Joe asked a question. 
there having to think, well, I need to add something in here to keep it kind of balanced and cool and flowing the right way. Yeah. Which is correct, a correct way to think. You know right. what I mean? I'm just, right. And I'm thinking like, well, if we just have a game plan. Because mm-hmm. you know, on the other hand, we'll be talking and like maybe I'll be... I'll, I'll be engaged in the conversation. I'll be engaged in talking in the conversation. And then I'll be really engaged in, in listening to you guys banter or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'll realize within that, like, oh, gosh, there's been, like, three really good times when I could have, like, easily worked in, like, a little sound thing, a little sound bite or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I could have helped in some way, like, push your guys' conversation without, like interrupting the flow and then trying to like push it into a way that I, I let's oh my my line of conversation or whatever you know what mm-hmm, I mean so mm-hmm. and because sometimes you know when you're in when you're just listening in the moment I'll say that um, listening back I'll go oh I'll, I'll see the stream of conversation after I'm listening back but while I'm in the stream of conversation sometimes I'm not aware of it oh you know the, what I mean yeah that's what I've noticed too is like I'll listen back later and I'll go oh Oh, what did I do there? Or uh-huh. um, why didn't I continue that? And yeah, but in the too. moment, I don't notice those things at all. No. And when I listen to other people interviewing, I'm like, oh, you did a good job there. Mm-hmm. And that's not something that I'm thinking about myself all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we don't like. I'm not trying to say that the podcast is horrible and we're we're horrible people. I'm just saying like we do need to continue to grow and improve, mm-hmm. especially in our interview style and, and learning and growing to just make it the best we can. Yeah. And so I agree with you. That's definitely something we should try. It might not work. Um, no, maybe we'll but, try it with the next just couple. Yeah. Listen back, see how it goes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then the other thing is we do have the, uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I'm actually kind of asking. Mm-hmm. We do, we're supposed to have something scheduled at a local um, bar soon. Yes, I am playing a show there. Um, so, let me look at my phone real quick, sorry. Um, so there's going to be a show uh, for the local KGPR, um, the public radio here in Great Falls. They're doing a fundraiser. It's going to be at the Keller Geist, and my band is actually going to be playing. So the full band, everybody. It's going to be so cool. Um, that is starting about 6 p.m., and that is on Saturday the 23rd. Okay. So Saturday the 23rd, um, what were we talking about before I went on this little... You and I playing at that same place. Yes. At, uh, with the podcast, so not playing, but speaking. So this Saturday, if I can't get in there... So my problem is um, they, they don't open until like 3 or 4 sometimes. And I kind of yeah. want to go in there and be in person and talk yeah, with yeah, Joey yeah. and Matt yeah. and everyone. Um, so if I don't get that accomplished this week this saturday and if you want to come it's it's open to the public it's just a cool little fun thing um please do because i have in mind that i would really love to talk to them about which dates because i'm thinking right and then if i'm there then we're both there exactly Um, and i'm thinking um why don't we try the first four weeks of november picking a day you know right whether whatever day it is yeah i think that's i think that's what we last talked about but we hadn't connected about it and so yeah and so and if we if if you did have it already scheduled i wanted to let people know when they could show up yeah not yet but um, we are looking at starting and we could do earlier than that but i'll be out of town the last week of october um so i was thinking that first week of november so be looking out for that first week of november and i am kind of wanting to do it on fridays um and they have given me like a tentative like yeah bro that sounds pretty good and the only one i have um conflict on would be the 19th and that's a show i have starting at 7 p.m 
So if we got in there like a three, four, five, even, you know right. what I mean? We could right. get something done. And I just have to be um, over at the halftime that day of the 19th of November, eh, about 6.30, Kay. basically. Okay. So I think we have a really good tentative plan to do a live on location podcast taping at a bar in question that we're going to confirm. They're already, they love it. They're, you, they, I mean, they like and you've the already idea. said their name, so people already know. They do? We're, we're yeah. not hiding anything? Okay, no, good. you already said it because you said you're playing. The Keller Geist is going to, yeah. so we're going to confirm at the Keller Geist. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to confirm with them. But I had already talked to him because I did this like uh, make a. Uh, your own stein the beer steins yeah, yeah. that looks really so interesting I, ma- I made my own beer stein and i talked to him that night and half kind of confirmed and you've half kind of confirmed and so now it's just kind of making sure they, yep. they were both really excited about it and so we'll just double confirm yeah our we just got to make sure that it's okay but then uh, all of you great falls listeners can can come and yeah and see us check out um check out us hopefully on those fridays in november once we get that confirmed but then check out my band called Ebb and Flow. We're going to be there on the 23rd. Which uh, is opening day of rifle season, if any of you are trying to figure out when the 23rd is. Yeah, opening day of rifle season. <clears throat> so, um, oh, and another thing, speaking of Steins, um, I started doing a ceramics class with my wife. Um, me and Melanie went to Paris Gibson, mm-hmm. and they offer um, a ton of cool classes. So I recommend if you're in town and here in Great Falls, and it, I mean, and ceramics is, you know, you sit there like ghost. And the mm-hmm. thing spins mm-hmm. in the mud and the ghost, you know, puts his arms around you and shows you how to work the clay. So between you and Melody, who's the ghost? No, there's actual ghosts. It's a haunted oh, building. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. So right. everyone, every student gets their own ghost. Gets their own ghost. It's okay. awkward at first. Yeah. But if you just like kind of lean into it. But in, in the movie, the ghost is inside Whoopi Goldberg. Oh. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, so it would be like another person, Whoopi Goldberg, like a possessed person. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's it's actually a, a a ghost possessed person. Okay. Let's just say yes and see who shows up for the next okay. class. Okay. <laughs> what type of person is showing up for that sort of? I'm assuming there's going to be some weird people showing up. That party. Um, and I highly recommend it. Um, be prepared to suck royally at it if you've never done it before because it's not intuitive. It's like what? How do I do this? And then it spins into a big, um, muddy piece of crap. And Which um, I think is on Ghost as well. It does. Yeah. It just kind of yeah. spins off the thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but it's fun. I actually made a few um, glasses. I'm, I mean, bowls are the first thing that you're like, oh, I made a bowl. Yeah. And then you can bring the thing up and make like kind of a real looking glass. And I was like, oh my gosh, I might be making my own merch here pretty soon. Yeah. Making like coffee cups and shot glasses coming at you. But you need, you'll need your own spin table. Yeah, I got to have and the table clay. and the clay. Oh, and uh, actually, your own ghost. <laughs> actually, if you wanted to, you could buy the clay um, from the Paris Gibson Center. And they have open hours throughout most of the week. So you can just go in there and spin been away and they have um, open kiln hours i was gonna say when can you actually fire it because that would be the hardest part they have open i guess you have to pay a little bit of money for that so i don't know you know if it would be financially viable to try to you know like get a bunch of things done through them and then make money off of it but i'm gonna i'm gonna look into it i guess you know i've always had this idea of like making my own little shot glasses and having like a briefcase full of them they're all glazed and maybe had the little logo on them and like you could come up and give me a tip and be like oh you have shot glasses i'm like yes i made them myself out of montana clay or what i don't know where the clay comes from yeah but you know it's that that was a fever dream of mine one time and i thought maybe i could you know that sounds pretty cool 
I mean, it's not as cool as some other, you know, merchandise ideas that I've seen, but it would be, you know, quirky and handmade, made in Montana. Yeah, you, you had talked to a couple podcasts ago about the most unique merchandise thing was a rape whistle. Yeah, maxhay.com. Yeah. That guy, he's a genius. Yeah. Love you, Max, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> that was great. I, I just don't think I have the... Um, I don't have the confidence to do to follow in that, that yeah. particular footstep. Well, you could do something like a nipple ring. Like some bear mace with my logo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like the little the little ones you can keep on your keychain. Yeah, like the tiny little. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something weird. I want to do something weird. Is that... Just well, some, what's wrong with the nipple ring? I don't know that many people with nipple rings. Maybe they would get pierced because of your merchandise. Oh, I see what you mean. If and you, you could do like a... Uh, if you build it, they will be a pierced. Col- a collaboration with one of the local piercing shops. I gotcha. Yeah. Man, you're good at this networking thing. I am. And this like, um, <laughs> this startup ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we can change. We can change subjects now. Um, I, I did want to ask God. Uh, you were a little late today. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, so as I'm walking out the door, um, someone in my household is like, "It was Melanie." Someone in my household is like, "Hey, um, I'm feeling a little sick, and I think I'm going to take a COVID test." And, and so you have these at home. Yeah, we had some rapid tests at home because we did the Night of the Living Ales together. Um, we were dressed up as a, I was a Klingon and she was a, just a Star Trek hot lady, you know. Yeah, and you can go to Joe's Human. Facebook to see half Klingon. Yep, half Klingon. I mean, it's yeah. a Klingon forehead. We only had yeah. an hour and a half to get it done. So it was, you know, for that amount of time, it was pretty good stuff. Yeah. My friend uh, Andy, um, Andy did that. Oh, we got to talk to him about, uh, he wants to come on the show. I want to invite him on the show because he's really, really cool and good with um, videography. Hmm. He does like the local fights. Um, he does um, some really cool drone stuff, has expensive equipment. Um, he's really good with editing. He does like, um, if I could afford it, I'd have him do a um, music video for me. Yeah. And so once I write a song that I'm like, man, people need to hear this, I'll call Andy and, you know, get it going. So he wants to come on. And I thought, and I asked him if he could just like um, bring cameras with him just for like a um, like a YouTube thing like a like a demo like a demo you know yeah. like we talk to him but then you can see us and him and he also gets to show in real time like hey this is what I do here's how good it is you know I got these cool cameras and I can easily show you guys how to um, upload it to and edit it to YouTube or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, cool, cool interviews coming up. We're, we're just some local people doing some cool stuff. Um, we'll have some interesting conversations like, um, you know, the ones we've been having with uh, Tianta, Joel, John, you know, all these cool people with their interesting, interesting things they're getting after, which will be um, one of the things we continue to say even after, after we change the name, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get, really getting after it right there. So, yeah, other than that, um, so, yeah, so um, there was a COVID scare, um, but it was negative, and so I've been feeling fine. I even went to the gym today and um, felt great. You know? Yeah, so so the last time I was tested was when I had COVID almost a year ago now, oh, yeah. and it was still, like, go to the drive-thru. Oh, yeah. You know, stick your face out your car window. Mm-hmm. 
and get something shoved up your nose. Is that at home rapid test up your nose too? You know, I don't know. She didn't. She didn't show me. <laughs> I just so thought, I, I think, and, and I just heard this on. Uh, I'm got to be the Joe Rogan podcast, but like when he has guests, anybody that comes to his studio, they get um, COVID tested and uh-huh. they get tested for antibodies. Oh. Um, I think they need to get the antibody test out there more. Yeah, it seems it like... It would be nice for people to know that they actually have the antibodies in their, you know... Or wouldn't it be nice to, like, have a definitive answer? Because I've heard, like, yeah. varying things, like, oh, you know, once you have COVID, you're only good for 60 days. Oh, no, you're good for a year. Like, well, I was gonna say, his, his Jamie, his... Wouldn't his, it be good? His guy on the podcast uh, has had antibodies for over a year now. And yeah. hasn't hasn't had the vaccine. Wouldn't it be nice to like have that definitive answer? And when maybe he has it, but maybe you know bodies are different. Like I was during the pandemic, you know, there was that um, rumor that people with O O positive blood or whatever, like they wouldn't have symptoms quite as good. I'm I'm like hoping for confirmation because I have O positive blood. You know what I mean? I'm like hey. I, I really want. <laughs> I'm O I'm O negative. Hey, cool. I'm so the, you're the, I'm universal. the universal donor. Ah, you're quite the giver. Yeah, and you oh, are you are the you're the only one that can have it, right? Uh, if you're O positive, or is it everybody but O negative? I'm not sure. I think I have to. I, I think I can have O negative and O positive, but it has to be the O's, um, and that's about all I know. Okay. About it. Yeah, I just know that anybody can take my blood. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what your blood type is. You can have mine. Yeah, and you have a pretty uh, rare one, almost as rare as the AB negative. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they pay you I, extra. I wish I had B positive. Yeah? Yeah, because I just want to always be positive. <laughs> ah. <laughs> there's, there's music uh, puns jokes. like that. More dad jokes. <laughs> okay, so. Um, um, if you if you do um, come up with a song that you're going to have Andy do the music video for, yeah. Can you name that song Andy's song? Mm, sure. Okay. Probably do it. Cool. I just wanted to... I thought that would be a, a good name for it, Andy's song. Is there already a song named that? I don't think so. Okay. I, be, I could be wrong. Because there's a song named everything at this point. Right. Yeah. Have you heard Have you heard the thing that if you um, took a group of chimpanzees and put them in front of a typewriter, eventually, after a long enough period, like millions of years, they'd eventually mm-hmm. write like poetry and songs and you know yeah that's where i'm at right now that's where you're at yeah i'm just a chimpanzee in front of a typewriter (laughs) just pounding away (laughs) just pounding away hoping that something (laughs) okay well let's uh let's wrap this thing up cool i think uh the same things we always say thanks for being here thanks for listening to us we wanted to make sure we got a, a tuesday episode up so we just literally recorded this yesterday yeah. And uh, it'll it'll go up tonight and be ready for you bright and early at 5 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, thanks for listening and following along, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. I, I, I was going to say one, one final thing. We're, I think we're at the point in, in our podcasting career where most people would quit. Yeah. I think episode 33... This was probably the, like, I, I actually had a thing come up last night when we were going to record, um, and um, I almost was just like, man, we're not going to have enough, we're not going to have enough time to get the Tuesday episode up, you know, and, yep. and keep on our regular schedule. 
gonna have to take an L. And we just, yeah. And I didn't. I really didn't want to. I didn't want to take the L. And then you texted me, and you were like, "Hey, um, don't yeah. know if we're gonna be able to do this because of what just happened right now, mm-hmm. and we're we're getting tested all knowing." 14 minutes yep and i was like oh man this we're is, not gonna we're not gonna get it this is not gonna happen is yeah. it yeah and so I, I just think like this is where we have to push through mm-hmm. and so for all you listeners we're pushing through yeah i mean we're coming up against the walls the hurdles and we feel it you know yep. we're human yep um the gym sucks i've been <laughs> struggling but i'm still there i went today yep. okay yeah. The trumpet um, is is still happening. I'm I'm learning it, but it, it's hard. It's hard to do these things, and this podcast is no different than any of these yeah these things we try to get after. It's hard. Yeah, and if you want to be good at something, the the first thing you have to do is just keep doing it. We're just gonna keep doing yeah, it. It that's is the fun. first thing you have to do. You just have to keep doing it. And I think that's the key that I try to tell my kids and anyone that would care to listen to any sage advice from this. From this montana um you gotta find the things like the, the the number one thing you gotta do first to live a successful happy life is you gotta find the things that give you energy mm-hmm. you know the the things that even even if you're having that tough day and you you somehow get it done you're you're happy like you are fulfilled and and you keep going you gotta find out what that is and, 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 and i i feel better after today me too. I'm, like we, now we, that we've recorded, like I'm like yes, okay, got it done. Like it feels good. And we we made good on. Um, we're gonna have beers with uh, John, like we said we would. Yeah, and we're not gonna. We're gonna actually meet with him without recording equipment. Yeah, we're just gonna have some just beers. as friends. Just as friends. That's good. Um, I want to say thank you to Sean Welty oh, for Sean. Sh- for sharing that um, that post of our post on yeah. Facebook this this last week. Thank you so much, Sean. We really absolutely appreciate that. You're such a good friend. Um, of the podcast and, and I haven't made it to Cornhole in a couple weeks I've never made it but every yeah. time he sends me I'm like maybe this is going to be the Sunday so keep sending them to me Sean I apologize um, if I haven't been able to make it out but the gym is working so I'm going to have the energy one of these Sundays because that's the one that I can actually make it to is a Sunday yeah the Wednesdays you have a show going on sometimes I'm doing podcasting sometimes I'm just dead to the world after my show um, but it's been getting better and I've been feeling more energy and I nearly went um, yesterday because yeah, he, he sent me the message and I was like, oh, I want to go to this. Yeah. And then something came up. And I was, well, you know, and maybe next Sunday we just plan on doing a podcast there. Oh, and I want to say he did a, um, uh, he, he shared something about his dog cast, the other, um, the Cornhole podcast. Mm-hmm. And I listened to a few minutes of it and I highly recommend it. It is hilarious. They, they talk like, um, they're in Boston, and so that accent. Oh, they have the accent. It, 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 it was wicked sweet, kid. It had. <laughs> oh, it was mad nice. Oh, God. so <clears throat> to give give it a few listens, see if you like it. Um, I think it's called, I think it's called the something about cornhole, the dog cast. Um, look at look it up on Sean Welty's page or on the um, Throwdown Throwdown Cornhole uh, Facebook page. I'm sure he shared it there. So they're they're cool cats. A lot of cussing. A um, lot, lot, a lot of cussing. So just you know, be, be prepared. Don't be listening with, with uh, grandma or something like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, and and uh, yeah, just be be careful. You know, if Joe's telling you there's a lot of cussing, there's a lot of cussing. Yes, I my face turned red, and there was no one in the room. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Brian what exactly turned my face red, but I can't tell you guys because it's literally like <laughs> it was a little much. I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm back in the core again here. <laughs> 
Oh, and I, see, I remember, I was trying to look up his post really quick, and I remember seeing the same one, but the only two podcasts he's, he's shared is ours twice that I found on his page. You're cool, Sean. Sean, you are amazing. And I know we haven't like officially done like a toot your horn, but we're tooting your horn right now. <laughs> I did it with the music. Sorry. I'll do it again. That feels better. That's for you, Sean. That's for you, buddy. We okay. appreciate you. We appreciate you. We appreciate Dante's. We appreciate all of our listeners. Um, and we appreciate it, especially when you tell people about our totally listenable podcast and how friendly and engaging we are, because it's only going to get better. And you're going to be that person that like turned on your friends and family to um, maybe, maybe what's going to turn into the best podcast that Montana has ever seen ever. It, it definitely will. You know, so yep. you it'll, wanna... it'll be on the, the, the top, the top of the charts in Montana. Yeah. We're excited for you to be the one that gets to share it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's a little much. Yeah. That's a little much. <laughs> All right. You know well, what I mean? <laughs> well, in just a couple days, we'll have another one ready for you. I've yep. been Brian. I've been Joe. We'll, we'll see, see you next show. show.